You're listening to Game Ins Podcast GPod News. I'm your host, Michael Roberts. On today's episode, we talk about a study that has confirmed there's no gay gene. Answer your questions and more on today's episode of Game Ins Podcast GPod News. <laughs> it is officially Friday the 13th, specifically September 13th, 2019, and it has been one of those weeks. We had so many events coming up um, the past week, um, but first, it is not only Friday the 13th, it is a harvest moon, and for those of you who are pagan or awaken. Uh, you guys know what that means, so uh, we will try to uh, deal with being Friday the 13th and the Harvest Moon at the same time inside our studio, so um, bear with us. Uh, we already had a hiccup, and we'll get to that any, uh, later. Anyways, uh, this week we had a couple of events. First... It was World Suicide Prevention Day on Tuesday the 10th, and of course, September itself is uh, Suicide Awareness Month. Now, those of you who don't know, you can actually go to an LGBTQ community center if yourself or a friend does need help um, with uh, coping with suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. So remember that, and just be a good friend if you need to talk to someone that understands you as well as you being lgbtq go to a center or contact a center they will help you find um individuals like yourself to help you so not only was it uh suicide prevention day the 10th on wednesday was the anniversary of september 11th and we remembered the lgbtq individuals that lost their life and some of the partners who had to fight for benefits because they were in an LGBTQ relationship with victims. A lot of us don't understand that either, especially at that time, you know, LGBTQ individuals couldn't get married. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, not only the heartbreak of losing your partner, but now you have to deal with all this stuff, um, you know, related to the cause. You know, some of them, in fact, there's one case where an individual was not allowed to go to a burial event because they were an LGBTQ partner and the family didn't want them there. Um, there's all these other things. So, you know, if you have time, Google September 11th LGBTQ victims for tons of information about that. Now, we're going to get to the question of the day, and as we move around our uh, little thing so you can hear the audio. Now, the audio is not that good this week. This is why I usually don't do audio, um, and you can probably hear the clicking in the background. That's because I just unplugged and plugged in, uh, but the audio is not very good. That's on Anchor's side. Thank you, Anchor, for working for me. Anyways, listen to the audio, and then I'll go ahead and read the question for you so you get a glimpse of it as you hear um, my notifications go off. So here is the question of the week. I've been together for 18 years, and the relationship is really good except for one thing. At this point, 
he's kind of lost interest in sex, but I haven't. And I've never cheated, but then again, I don't want to go the rest of my life without ever having sex again. So I feel kind of stuck. And it's just a hard thing to talk about. So uh, that's my question. What do you think I should do? Thanks. So the question was, my partner and I have been together for 18 years, and the relationship part is very good. But at this point, he has kind of lost interest in sex, but I have not. And I have never cheated, but then again, I don't want to go the rest of my life without ever having sex again. So I feel kind of stuck. And it's just a hard thing to talk about. What do you think I should do? Well, first of all, this is actually a very common question inside as well as outside of our community. Um, within our community, we do not talk about this enough, um, if not at all. So this is really common. In fact, uh, for the past couple weeks, I've been getting, I've been trying to get to this. We actually have a couple more questions related to this for, I think, oh, they're saying four, yes. So four, I believe, other questions on top of this voice question from Anchor. So let's get into this topic and try to understand a lot of stuff. And we can't really answer the question without knowing underlying issues because again, you know, going to a going into a conclusion, you have to know the cause and effect of you know why this is happening. And there's so many. It could be uh, uh, an underlying issue relating to just one underlying issue, or multiple underlying issues. And it's very important to know this. Um, especially, you know, if you're in a relationship with someone because those underlying issues can cause other problems as well later on. But um, first, understand that your decision to have sex is just as important as your partner's decision to not have sex. Remember, a relationship is 100-100. I always say that. It's not 50-50. Whoever said it, the relationship is 50-50 is fucking faggy. Um, and I mean that in a way of um, not gay way. <laughs> so anyways, uh, a relationship is 100-100. And compromises must be made by both parties. Um, so... What are some underlining issues when we come to um, a partner not wanting to have sex? Well, some underlining issues may be age, stress, hormonal fluxes, and also insecurities for the most part. Um, but not very often, it might actually be due to a person not liking sex. But that's very, very, you know, unlikely. Mostly it has to do with, you know, um, uh, mostly being age or stress or hormonal, but also um, uh, just a person might not feel like they're adequate enough anymore. Or maybe that person gained weight, lost weight, or don't think that they uh, look as good as what they did. So this is all stuff that you have to think about before you come to uh, a conclusion or use one of my remedies because you want to make sure if you love your partner, especially 18 years is a long time. So if there is an underlining issue, you have to kind of remedy that situation too, especially if you know your partner does feel inadequate or 
you know, maybe aren't, isn't mentally there for some odd reason. Um, but if that isn't the case, then, you know, go ahead and roll out with uh, some of these uh, answers. Anyways, um, the most common reason, too, is your partner may want to switch his role. So you have to think about that. If you are a top then your bottoms usually are your uh, partner's usually a bottom you know he might actually not want a bottom anymore there's a lot of guys that change their sexual role um and this is one reason why i say that i'm verse because my role actually changes you know well my role changes from day to day but you know uh in a relationship i might always not want to be the top you know, uh, same thing for him. So this is something that you have to think about. Is it something that he wants to change his role? How are you going to uh, deal with that, especially if there's two tops, um, which is usually the case as well. Um, but a good remedy is to just ditch the traditional anal and oral sex and bring in, bring in something that you both mutually enjoy. Um, that could be uh, sensual massage, um, which I think is a good thing because, again, sensual, sensual touching, I think, is more um, uh, arousing than just getting to the, uh, the anal and oral, which I think is just, you know, your basic bitch sex. Yeah, I said it, basic bitch sex. Anyways, you can bring in toys. Um, again, I always forget to do this uh, when I'm uh, opening, but um, the Underground is hosting a um, Electro STEM course with uh, someone that you guys know um, uh, tonight from 10 o'clock to midnight is the couple session. And from midnight to 2 a.m. is a single section. Now that is booked, but I'm sure that we're going to have another one. Um, but anyways, bringing in toys, uh, and it doesn't always have to be anal toys or anything like that. They have, you know, self-masturbators. They have, you know, Electro Stem is one of the, the good ones. And why it is and why I enjoy it is there's so many things that you can use it with. Now, if you don't know what Electro Stem is, um, if you don't know what a tense unit is, uh, these are things that physical therapists use to relax muscles and stuff like that. Um, and it has like an electrical pulse. It's not like an electrical shock. Um, it's an electrical po po uh, pulse, almost like a vibration. Now, one good thing to use with that is you can actually bring in a toy, the electrical stimulator, as well as do a sensual massage by just adding the positive end to your arm and the negative end somewhere on that, um, the other person's body. What this does is when you touch them or you kiss them, it gives them that enjoyable, you know, little uh, um, tingly feeling that um, you get. And this is actually very arousing. It also helps with um, muscle, you know, um, tightness and getting rid of, uh, you know, um, stress and stuff like that, which could be an underlining cause of the issue. So bringing in toys, it doesn't have to be, you know, a dildo or a cock ring or anything like that. It could be something like a, a, an electrical stimulator or um, even a masturbator for you or something like that. Um, with the electric stems, uh, you can actually get cock rings and cock cages and nipple rings and all these stuff for them. So, you know, and they're actually pretty cheap. You can pick them up for about 22 bucks. So, um, 
another thing is maybe uh voyeurism is uh something that you guys can can do having one partner watch while the other partner enjoys themselves um this is something that if the other partner does not want to engage in any sex you know they can sit there and watch or you can do you know um something where you know uh they can uh you know role play where they're peeking or something or if you guys mutually agree on filming they can film you while you do it that's something that is um arousing to some individuals now another thing is and some couples do do this is um bring in a third person for sex time now not all partners will agree with it and not all couples will agree with this but this is something that also uh you know could help the situation although you have to remember that you have to both mutually agree um to doing this to bringing in someone uh, a third party um and even though this is why communication is key, even though that your partner does agree with it, they might not really agree with it. They might not be uh, be being honest about it. Anyways, the whole point is, you know, the first and for- foremost thing that you have to do is have an open discussion with your partner. Um, no matter the cause or the remedy, it is important to have an open discussion with your partner. Make sure you and your partner are listening and being honest you have to be honest you have to be open and you have to listen to the other person um this is not the time to get mad at your partner's view or for him to get mad at yours remember a relationship is 100 100 so just because he decided not to have sex that doesn't mean that you shouldn't um have sex as well it has to be a a mutual decision you guys have to come up with a compromise. Um, so again, it's time to come up with a compromise to grow your relationship and continue making each other happy. So that's the whole point is to make each other happy. So I hope this kind of um, answered your question. I would like, you know, re-listen to this. Um, just so that you can get a couple things, but toys are always something that you can bring in. Um, of course, discuss with your partner. Usually it's something, if I was in the situation, I'd try to figure out the underlining cause of why he doesn't want to have sex anymore. Um, because that's something that, you know, I want to know, um, if it's, if it's something that we can fix along those ends. And then also, you know, I'm not going to be selfish and say that, you know, I have to have sex or we're breaking up the relationship. But I will say that, you know what, if we have to have some kind of sexual relations, if you don't want that, then let's, you know, bring something in. You can't get mad at me for that or you might have to end the relationship. Um, But that's the like last thing to do. You don't want to end a relationship just because there's no sex. But of course, you want to make sure that, you know, your needs are being met just as well as the other person's needs. So make sure that you guys are you know having an open discussion if you can't have an open discussion then your relationship isn't as good as you say it is so i hope that helps let me know um what happens if you guys have any questions of course you guys can contact me through the anchor app which i highly hope you guys don't do because their audio sucks anyways we're going to take a little break up next we're going to be discussing the gay gene that doesn't 
exist, by the way, and why, why it is pissing people off. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So let's get into uh, this. A recent study on, um, quote, the gay gene uh, has some interesting mixed findings, which I kind of found very interesting. So, in a, um, as reported on CNN, ABC7, and other news outlets, um, no gene, gay gene can predict sexual orientation, study says. So, a study of a half million people published in Science Magazine state sexual orientation cannot be predicted by a single gay gene. The findings provide insight into the complex genetic underlying human sexuality, but they do not explain it wrote the international team so this was quite quite um the uh case study i mean it is huge i mean half a million people come on so basically let's go ahead and have me pull up the actual article because i do want to read some of it so uh same-sex attraction appeared to run in families and um, identical twins are more likely to be um, um, aligned in their sexual sexuality than either um, fraternal twins or other siblings. So basically what it's saying is homosexuality actually is uh, appears more within uh, families than, you know, randomly. That means that, you know, if someone in your family was homosexual at one time, you would be more likely homosexual. Now, this is just a study, so come on, guys, just let's let's be reasonable when we listen to this first. Um, and identical twins, uh, basically, what they're saying is, if uh, one twin is gay, it is highly likely that the other twin is also gay. So, of course, uh, researchers conducted an analyst of the data from 477,522 participants in surveys from the UK and the US, and then performed um, comparison testing among some 15,142 people in the US and Sweden. Um, different base studies provided different survey results. Some survey recorded um, whether participants ever had a, a same-sex partner, and others recorded how people identify their orientation. So basically, this is kind of like a study within a study. So this has to be uh, looked at a little bit more than what it has been looked at. Uh, but basically, they are stating that um, uh, several hundred genes appeared to have an influence on sexuality. So there are they are stating that there are genes that have to do with sexuality. But they're not saying that there's one singular gay gene. So is being gay you know, a mental illness? No. Uh, we have already confirmed that there's several hundred genes that appear to have an influence on someone's sexuality. So if those genes are mixed, just kind of like your blood type, or, you know, if you're 
ears are too close to, uh, you know, uh, too low, too short, if your earlobes uh, hang low or they don't, this is all genetic, you know, um, differences in the human body. So gays do have a genetic difference and it's not anything to do with an extra gene or lack of a gene. It's just how these uh, several hundred genes that, you know, make up the human sexuality are arranged or are how they act. Are they more dominant? Are they more, you know, um, submissive or um, not as aggressive or anything like that? So um, that's this is all basic uh, biology that you learn in, in uh, school. So this whole survey is quite interesting because now you can't say that gays are mentally ill a lot of the people that hate us use that as a reference oh well you're mentally ill it's a mental thing it's because you put in satan has nothing to do with that has everything to do with genes there is a tie in how these genes work however there's just no not one gene that is extra or turn on or turn off that causes gayness. It's a mix of, you know, all these other genes that straight people have as well and, you know, how they are um, used. So uh, several hundred genes appeared uh, to have an influence on sexuality. Five variant shows a significant effects. The researchers said um, when tested, though, these genetic factors combined accounted for eight to 25% of same-sex behavior participants reported, according to the researchers. So, these hundred uh, genes, oh, these several hundred genes, actually played a key role. I mean, 8 to 25% of same-sex behavior is, you know, almost one-fourth. So, they identified these genes, so that means that there could be, like, a ton more and this is why further study has to go. But now let's get away from this study because this is the whole thing now is if it is genetic, which most of us believe it is, we're born gay or we're born, you know, straight. Um, just like either you're born with blue eyes or green eyes or brown eyes or black eyes. You know, um, it's all something that is not completely to do with um you know outside influences now one of the researchers did bring up um that there might be outside influences on how these behaviors are exaggerated or absorbed but that person is basically born gay or lesbian or anything like that. So this is kind of a, an interesting story to um, to read. Now, of course, this is on CNN.com. You can just go ahead and search up um, gay gene study and it'll pop up. It's very interesting. It's very long. If you uh, actually subscribe to the uh, science magazine, it is in there, and that's where I'm basing all my information. It's a long read. It's kind of mixed on their feelings, but it's really good to know that there's actually genes out there that cause sexuality. And this is something that anthropologists have been trying to um, make public 
a lot, um, especially, you know, back then, is that, you know, uh, you know, there is genetic variances in, you know, not only human sexuality, but animal sexual behaviors as well. And it has nothing to do with a learned behavior. It has everything to do with genetics or, you know, uh, something in that nature. So this just does confirm that there is a match on genetics. So all you fuckers out there that think that we're fucking mentally retarded, I don't like using that name, uh, but there's people that think that or that just because we're not religious that you know that's why we're homosexual that is not the case this does prove it woohoo fuck you anyways uh we're actually lacking time i want to talk about this so much more because there is more information that you guys should know i just don't have any time they keep on telling me michael you're way over your time today Anywho, that's going to be it for the show. If you have any questions or concerns, you can go ahead and um, uh, phone in your questions at 949-783-8514, extension 4. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, it's at Gaiman's Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And, of course, you can go to gaypodcasts.com. That's G-A-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. Dot com for more information on the phone number and email and all that good stuff. If you do have a question that you want us to air on um, Gay Men's Podcast on a later date, you can go ahead and submit that through either phone or the social media, or you can email me, Mike, at GayMensPodcast.com. That's going to be it. I will talk to you guys f- next Friday. If you are... Um, going tonight to uh the electro uh stem class make sure you have fun get there a little early so you can get all your stuff um of course remember look at your tickets because uh, they say all the information if you are there for the couple show that starts at 10 if you're there for the singles that starts at midnight you guys have a good friday i will talk to you guys next week bye guys